So welcome to TNL on election night. Uh, thank you for those of you who are here for being here with us. Um, if you read the email that went out this morning, you, you read some of what I'm about to say, but uh, I, I am always so thankful when we get to this point because uh, I th this feels like it gets worse and worse and worse, but like every day I get like 15 text messages telling me what I should do with my life uh, from people who I don't know. I don't even know if they're real. And, um, you know, I'm just, uh, there's so much about our politics that uh, is great in comparison to a lot of the world. And there's so much of it that I cannot stand. And so when we get to the end of an election cycle, it feels like a nice big exhale. Um, but regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, uh, regardless of how you're feeling about tonight's elections, uh, I just want to quickly remind all of us um, that as followers of Christ, we occupy a unique calling to love one another and to be voices of peace and unity and grace and love in our community. Um, <laughs> you all know this. You don't need me to say it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of vitriol and hatred expressed in the coming days, more so than has been leading up to this. Uh, don't take part in it. Uh, instead, let's choose to reflect the love and grace of Jesus back to everyone. Um, love one another, pray for peace, pray for our leaders, pray for our country. Uh, but ultimately our hope is not in any woman or man or government or country. Our hope is in our God who is perfect love, a perfect love that ca casts out all fear. So my hope for all of us who call themselves, uh, who call this place home is that we, may we be reflections of that perfect love of God to our family and our friends and our neighbors. All right, enough election talk. Let's jump into tonight. Uh, so lately, something that we've been dealing with in my house um, is Daisy has been hitting like this new growth spurt. Like, it's the first like growth spurt that she is conscious of and aware of. Um, and so she constantly is complaining that her knees hurt, uh, which one is just heartbreaking. Like it feels, <laughs> it's weird that growing hurts. Um, but uh, it, it instantly reminds me of my childhood because I experienced the exact same thing. Anytime I hit a growth spurt, my knees killed me. Uh, I have terrible knees, uh, especially my left knee. Like it doesn't hurt all the time, but every time I like, what's that word? Squat you can like hear it. Uh, it's like really scratchy and it doesn't hurt, but I just know like that things probably getting replaced a lot sooner than most people's. Um, but it also reminded me of like in high school, this weird experience of physical growth where I don't know if any of you experienced this. I'm sure <laughs> I, I don't think I'm unique in this, but you would go to bed one night and the next morning you would wake up and you'd reach for the door handle and it was suddenly lower <laughs> than it was the night before. It's like so off-putting, but also like so wonderful at the same time. It's such a rare experience when we can, uh, one of those rare experiences in life when we can immediately see and experience growth happening in our lives. Obviously that's a physical growth that we don't have a whole lot to do with other than, you know, eating and sleeping. Um, but what about when it's not so obvious? How can we tell if we're growing spiritually? How do we measure spiritual growth? Um, if you haven't been around the past few weeks, we're, we're in this series called Made to Grow, which is based on this idea that given enough time and under the right conditions, we grow because it's what we're made to do. 
Last week, we talked about um, one of the major aspects of the right conditions for growth for us is that we need to, uh, we need intentionality to grow. Growth doesn't just happen automatically, unfortunately. If we want to grow, we have to be intentional about it. And so we talked about setting a goal towards some aspect of spiritual growth for the rest of this year. And last week, that meant we were talking about this phrase, 60 days from now, I want to have grown to be fill in the blank. That's 53 days now, because that's how weeks work. Uh, But that's still plenty of time to grow in some way. Growth requires intentionality, and that's... That's what we focused on last week. This week, we're talking about those questions that I just asked. How can we tell if we're growing spiritually? How can we measure spiritual growth? Uh, Before we get into that, let's just back up a minute. Last week, we also talked about what we mean when we say grow spiritually. It's a very Christian phrase that gets thrown around. What do we mean by spiritually? And I think uh, your most holistic self, um, all the ways that you interact with reality encompass your spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings, which means at the most uh, far out reaches and the most fundamental reaches of our experience of reality is spiritual. Uh, So some people break down like your spiritual existence into your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Uh, Around here, we've often talked about it as your relationship with God, your relationship with yourself and your relationship with others. It's a really broad category that kind of encompasses, it can encompass a lot of things. So how can we tell if we're growing? How can we tell, uh, how can we measure growth in some aspect of our spiritual development? Certain kinds of growth is quite easy to measure, right? Like if you wake up in the morning, the door handle's lower, something has happened. And it's probably not that someone lowered the door handle. Uh, So you can measure height very easily. Weight, you can measure your blood pressure. You can measure how quickly you run a mile. I don't recommend it, but some people really like doing that. Um, Finances. I don't know that I would necessarily say your amount of financial growth is spiritual, but that's an easy thing to measure. It's a number and it goes up and it goes down. Uh, Other things that feel a little bit more abstract are still pretty easy to measure, like how generous you are. You can kind of measure how generous you are with your time and your possessions and your, your money. Uh, you can, I think, measure how, how, uh, how much gratitude you have or how grateful you are. Uh, you can measure uh, whether you're growing in patience or not. Other kinds of growth are more difficult to r- wrap our heads around. Like, How do you measure becoming more lighthearted? That's something that I've really been trying to focus on uh, the past two months is how can I, what even are practices that I could implement to become a more lighthearted person? How do you measure growth in being more loving or more peaceful or more graceful? That feels a lot harder to do. And one of the ways, uh, one of the ways of measuring growth that we as humans tend to Uh, gravitate towards, especially when there's not like a ruler for measuring these things is comparing ourselves to others, comparing ourselves to others to figure out where we stack up. Um, We often conflate measuring growth with comparison to other people. Am I more or less healthy than this person? Am I a better or worse partner or better or worse parent? Am I more loving than this person? Sometimes we just do this stuff automatically and we don't even realize it. But especially when we don't feel like we have a good measurement for how our own growth. The problem is comparing ourselves to others is, is a faulty endeavor that is always going to give us an inaccurate picture. We'll either be undeservedly proud 
or frustrated and discouraged because we're comparing apples and oranges. We're comparing two totally different people um, with different backgrounds and different histories and experiences and uh, genetics and giftings and temperaments. If you want to understand how you've grown or haven't grown, comparing yourself to another person is a complete waste of time. There's only one person who shares everything with you, your history, your experiences, your genetics, every aspect of nature and nurture that has made you who you are today. And who is that? That's you, yourself. The only person you should be measuring against to see growth is yourself. Now, I think being inspired and being encouraged and challenged by others' development isn't wrong. I think that's really great. That's really beautiful. That's like best case scenario. But the only person you should be measuring against to see growth is yourself. And when I say yourself, I, I mean not who you were in the distant past. That's really unfair, either in your favor or, or against you. Like if I wanted to measure if I've grown emotionally and I compare myself to my 17-year-old self, my brain would not, statistically speaking, my brain would not fully develop for another eight years when I was 17. So comparing my emotional maturity at 35 to a 17-year-old, that's not fair. That's not going to give me an accurate picture of growth. In the other, like reverse it, uh, if I try to compare my physical health at 17, when I had the metabolism of a horse, and try to compare with me today, who carries an additional 20 years of wear and tear and creaky knees and uh, two kids, it's not fair. The only person you should be measuring against to see growth is who you were yesterday or last month or, or maybe last year at most. Even if your goal is becoming more like someone, which I would say the goal of our community individually and together is to become more like Jesus. If it, like say your goal for this 60 days that we've been talking about is I want to be more like Jesus in this area. You should still only be measuring your progress against yourself. We find messages discouraging comparing ourselves to others in many places in scripture. But one uh, pointing example of this is Galatians 6. Paul is talking, uh, warning his readers to not think that they're too important, <laughs> uh, to not think that they're too important to care for others, especially when those others have failed in some way. And so he writes this, don't compare yourself with others. Just look at your own work to see if you have done anything to be proud of. You must each accept the responsibilities that are yours. Our responsibility is our growth into who God created us to be. So he's saying, pay attention to that. Pay attention to your own work, your own responsibility, your own growth. Quit worrying about how you stack up against other people, either in your favor or in your detriment. It doesn't matter. Still, okay, but how, how do we know when we're growing? If it's not comparing ourselves to others, if it's comparing ourselves to our, our most recent past self, how, can we, like what, how do we still measure some of these things? Uh, Jesus says, we know that we're growing when our heart and soul and mind and strength are increasingly aligned in loving God and one another. Paul tells us that um, we know we're growing when we increasingly see fruit in our lives, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Peter says that we know that we're growing when we're adding to our faith, goodness and understanding and self-control and perseverance and godliness and mutual affection and love. And I think all of these are great markers and indicators of growth that we should be paying attention to. I think uh, there are also some questions that you can ask yourself to help gauge your spiritual development in areas that don't seem to have obvious measurements. So here are a few of those. The first is, is your empathy, is your love and grace for others expanding? If it is, you're probably on the right track. The second question is, are you making better choices? So are your actions increasingly aligning with who you want to be? This speaks to, uh, are you getting out of your head? Is it translating from your head to your heart, to your hands? Because increasing in empathy is a beautiful and wonderful and important thing. But if you don't put that into action in any way, what's the point? Third question, are your relationships improving? Growing spiritually is always going to have a uh, effect on how you relate to other people in the world, how you relate to yourself, how you relate to God. Are you seeing improvement in the relationships in your life? And then the last thing is, uh, you know, we're not the best judges of ourselves very often. And so uh, I think it's important to ask these questions uh, to someone close to you and ask them what they see in you. Maybe even tell them what you're trying to grow in and ask them periodically, like, what changes do you see in me? I'll leave, uh, I'll leave you with this last thought. Um, I've been noticing more and more how interesting it is that when, when we're intentional um, about a specific area to grow in, I think it's interesting that, y- that you start to grow in other areas that you didn't expect. And I think this ties back into what I, what I was talking about, about us being spiritual beings. We're, we're holistic beings. Everything is interconnected. We're not little silos of um, aspects of our personality. We're all one person. And so um, when you're intentional about growth in a specific area, you start to see growth in many areas, which is why if you're growing spiritually, your relationships are going to improve, at least on your end. Some relationships might get a lot harder because dysfunctional relationships tend to not like growth and tend to react strongly against growth. But that's still an improvement in your relationship because you know where you stand with that person. Um, So my goal the past few months and for the remainder of this year is to be really intentional in caring for my physical health. Growing in physical health, um, something I didn't account for or plan for is that that as I've been doing that, I've been growing, uh, I think, more patient, uh, more perseverant. I've been much more content. All these areas that I didn't expect were necessarily set out to grow in. And I think focusing on this aspect of my growth actually helps me love others better, which I did not expect at all, especially the people closest to me. Um, And it's not profound. It, It makes a lot of sense. I feel better when I take care of myself and put effort into being intentional to grow physically. And when I feel better, I'm much more readily available to love others. Now, this isn't to say that I only have to love others when I feel good, because that would be ridiculous. But if there's something that I can do, as simple as just being intentional about caring for my physical health, that puts me in a better position to love the people in my life that I'm responsible for, that seems really important. But 
even with something that's relatively easy to measure, like physical health, there's lots of measurements there that we can gauge our, our growth or <laughs> decay. It would be ridiculous for me to gauge my growth by comparing myself to anyone else but who I was yesterday, right? Like it, would be, it, it doesn't make any sense if I'm saying I'm trying to become a healthier person to compare myself to anyone else but me. Don't waste your time or energy comparing yourself to others. Measure your growth and your development against yourself and no one else. So just to recap this series so far, if we want to grow, we need to be intentional about it. 53 days from now, I want to have grown to be fill in the blank. Set that goal break it down into weekly or even daily goals and then do it. And along the way, observe how you're growing by comparing yourself to who you were yesterday or last week or last month or last year, but no one else, no other person, no other version of you and see what happens. Let's pray. God, thank you. Um, thank you that you have made us into people that uh, aren't born complete. Thank you that uh, we don't arrive. Although some days I really wish and pray that you could just fix me <laughs> instantly. God, I... I I'm growing to love the fact that we grow into who you created us to be. And that you don't wait for us to get there to join us and to rescue us. But you meet us where we're at. And you lead us through um, maturing, sometimes kicking and screaming, but you lead us through the ways that we need to grow. God, I pray that we would continue um, as a community to be intentional in these next uh, final days of this year. We would be intentional in growing some way. God, I pray that you would give us the perseverance to see that through. And I pray that we would, um, that we wouldn't give into the temptation uh, to compare ourselves to others, but that we would remember that the only thing that makes sense is for us to compare against ourselves. God, I pray that you would give us uh, gentle and loving and graceful reminders about that fact when we start looking around us to see how we stack up against each other. God, I want to pray also tonight for our country and for our leaders and for our, <laughs> our society. God, I pray that you would... Uh, do something miraculous and lead us as a country back, maybe not back, I don't know if it's back, but lead us into a place that is more loving and respectful and unified. And God, I pray that we would be reflections of your love in the midst of this culture that is seemingly more and more fragmented every day. God, I pray that that would not be the case of of this place or your church as a whole. 
We love you, God. Amen.